0: Seven minutes after 8 and thank you so much for staying with us here on uh, SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And on the forum at 8 this morning we interrogate discussions surrounding the need for another Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Now, to adequately acknowledge and address the injustices of the past in South Africa, a TRC was established to grant amnesty for political crimes investigating past human rights violations and to offer reparations to the victims of Uh, those crimes that were perpetrated. Experts argue that one of the biggest failures of South Africa's commission uh, was its inability to deal with the economic crimes of apartheid. And on the forum at 8 this morning, we ask, does South Africa need another Truth and Reconciliation Commission? And I'd love to hear your views on this. I must say I was uh, really uh, struck uh, by some of the writing that started a while back but uh, then on Friday, the new age and I actually kept this uh, section, the think section where quite a number of people actually wrote weighing in on this particular debate um, and asking whether it's time for South Africa to have phase 2 of the TRC and I am particularly interested in knowing what South Africans think about this particular concept, this idea. Is it something that we should even entertain or is it something that we we should just let go of and move on and if so how do we move on as a nation because clearly we seem to be struggling in some places to move forward. So let's have this discussion. The lines are open 0891 you can tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM, also at Sakina Kamwendo, or you can SMS us on 34701. Uh, Let me introduce our guests uh, this morning. We have joining us from Cape Town, Ms. Uh, Yasmin Suka, who is the Director of the Foundation for Human Rights in South Africa. And uh, she was, of course, also a Truth Commissioner on the South African uh, TRC, as well as a member of the Report Writing Committee for the final TRC report. Uh, Ms. Suka, thank you so much for your time this morning. Good morning and good morning to your listeners. And uh, in studio with me, I have uh, former APLA Director of Operations, uh, Mr. Letlapa Mpatlele. Thanks so much for coming through
1: morning sakina and morning to the listeners
0: now let me start with you masuka and and just go back you know just by way of reminding ourselves as to where we are now and how we got here the trc of course a process that was lauded the world over you know this a nation that managed to somehow find um, a diversion and not go the bloody conflict route that everybody thought we would embark on as south africa but you were there at the coalface of it all what is your assessment 20 years into democracy of the trc process
2: um
0: thank you Sukina,
2: for giving me the opportunity i think when we look at the trc sometimes we look you know we we tend to look at the trc dislocated from the negotiated process and all of the other institutions that were set up with the TRC, you know, the constitution making process, the Human Rights Commission, the Land Reform Commission, and of course the RDP program. Um, And if one of course was to look back and if all of those had worked um, completely, then I think we wouldn't be looking at the TRC as the sole body to deal with, um, you know, all of the issues of, of our past. Having said that, I think that if we look back um, over the 20-year period, we have to acknowledge that um, there were enormous commitments that were made in the legislation. Um, One, for instance, was the question of prosecutions, that for those who did not apply for amnesty or who were not granted amnesty, the law was going to follow its cause. And I think if you speak to thousands of victims' families in our country, they are still waiting for these prosecutions to happen. If you look at the second question, which is that of reparations, um, you know, the government never implemented the recommendations of the Truth Commission. In fact, what they settled was for a very small part of that, and that was a monetary amount, and they reduced the amount. The bulk of the reparations policy was never followed through. And victims today are still clamoring in our country for at least the community reparations process to be given some attention. And then, of course, if you look at the rest of the recommendations, one pertaining to access to the archives, this still remains a problem. And of course, the question of um, you know looking at police reform, looking at the reform of the public institutions, we made a number of comments on that you know on that front, and those were not paid attention to. And then, of course, if you look at what for me is one of the TRC's biggest challenges, and that is the fact that. It didn't deal with the socio-economic rights violations or the political economy issues. It never addressed the question of the beneficiaries of apartheid. It focused on a very narrow group of perpetrators. And I think if you look at the legacy of what we are living with in South Africa, then that unaddressed issue really comes to the fore. The fact that while there's been a huge growth in our economy, um, it has grown only for a small group of people, those who were already wealthy and who had benefited both from apartheid and from the transition. And the vast majority of our people have been left behind. And, you know, one of the recommendations we made was for business to pay a 1% wealth tax mm. in our country and that wasn't followed through. And my feeling is that if we don't grapple with these issues, then of course I think we're going to have a really big problem going forward because while we have never been engulfed in um, you know, the kind of conflict that you're seeing now in places like Gaza, um, we could have been there. And it's absolutely true that the transition And the transitional commitments that were made prevented us, you know, descending into that kind of conflict. But that doesn't mean that we will not see conflict in our country if we don't address these unfinished issues.
0: Now, just looking at that, so you have all of these TRC recommendations, as you so beautifully outlined, that uh, were not followed through. And people are now saying, okay we need to address some of the socio-economic ills for example those conditions that were not addressed uh, during that time but of what value will it be if indeed we didn't even follow through on the recommendations from the first trc well i think that's a
2: question that has to be you know um put forward at government's door really um you know what why were those recommendations not followed through and you know there needs to be a time frame for government to actually begin to implement that i do think that you you will recall that in the wake of the trc processes the south african human rights commission held poverty hearings around our country which were very very um i think important because what they really raised on you know and placed on the table with the kind of circumstances people were living in. So in my view, I'm not sure that we need another TRC, but I think what will really be important is perhaps to hold hearings around the country where people can speak to um, some of the issues that they have in their communities, because protests are breaking out in communities across the country. Invariably, they turn violent. And I do think we need to hear from people about what are these frustrations and how do they think it should be addressed. Because I think sometimes we don't take the trouble to listen to people out there and maybe that time has really come in South Africa for us to stand still. And in fact, for, for people to speak about it, I think for another reason, you know, what was very important is that many people use the term "move on." Mm. And in fact, for the beneficiaries who have, you know, for them life is, um, you know, business as usual. In fact, it's better than before because South Africa is no longer the pariah of the world. They have a passport which people associate with Nelson Mandela, and so it's easy for them to move on. And in fact, what we really need for them to hear is how for the vast majority of people, millions in our country, they can't actually move on because not only have these socioeconomic rights issues not really been addressed, but also it's impossible to address if we don't have the commitment of every South African to such a redistribution and reparations process, if we don't have that commitment, South Africa cannot change because the government can only play a small role in changing things, but we need the commitment of every South African to a reparations program. And I'm afraid that if we don't have that discussion, one day it
0: may be too late. Let me bring in, uh, Mr Mpasele, your views on the TRC and also this question, should we have a second TRC, a second phase of it, and why?
1: For me, a call for another TRC is like a call for another fast, another circus. And actually, it's also a vindication of what some of us have always believed in, that the first phase of the TRC was seriously flawed. To start with, I just want to remind your listeners that over 80% of the applicants for Amnesty were actually Indigenous Africans. What does it tell you? It tells you that we were our own oppressors. We were our own exploiters. The real culprits did not appear before the TRC. And again, I don't think reconciliation is meaningful if we do not take into account the causes of the conflicts. And what were the causes of conflicts? The causes of conflicts, one can sum them up in one way: colonialism. And what is colonialism? Is this possession of the land of the indigenous people by the foreigners. That was not part of the agenda of the TRC so now how do you reconcile a thief with a victim of theft it's just like someone whose bicycle has been stolen and we say uh, the, the 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 thief and the victim should reconcile yet the stolen bicycle is not returned another thing uh what is truth because when you say commission is about truth and reconciliation surely you must know what truth is and truth in politics or in society is different from truth in maths and science. It's not a mere correspondence of statement with facts. Mm -hmm. So which means that the truth of the oppressed cannot be the same as the truth of the oppressors and the truth of the exploiter cannot be the same as as the truth of the exploited. Uh, The truth of the conquered and Massacred Palestinians cannot be the same as the truth of the occupying Israelis. So, uh, here, uh, TRC was seriously flawed. And I can just uh, do an example. The Akanov three, these were ANC members uh, who were alleged to have uh, carried out uh, an operation in Akanov, just outside Johannesburg. And of course, police were out looking for them. And I vividly remember that the ANC leaders, Tokyo and Matthew Posa, handed them over to the police and said, go and face the music. And we knew in the Abla ranks that they did not carry out that operation. That operation was a pure Abla a operation. And minutes after it was carried out, Abla went on record and claimed it. But of course, uh, those poor fellows were prosecuted uh were found guilty and were sentenced to death and they appeared before the trc and what did they say they said they did not carry out that operation where three people uh, were, were killed and the trc said no this is not a platform to say you did not do anything it's a platform to confess to your sins and they were denied an amnesty and it was not until the applicators who actually carried out the operation uh, wrote affidavits uh, made affidavits to the effect that actually they carried it out and they were later released now which means uh, those people who were tortured to say things that they did not do they could not come up and say uh, the truth is we did not do it so now uh, we had a commission about the truth which did not know what the truth is Another thing, if we are serious about the truth, why did people need the company of the lawyers? Because uh, people actually uh, needed the lawyers to coach them on what to say. And even then, uh, the lawyers who who were representing uh, the state operatives, I mean, those were senior advocates, people who had fast experience uh, in legal matters. And the lawyers who were representing uh, uh, the fighters, uh, the cadres of the liberation movement, were uh, provided uh, for by the uh, legal aid. So that disparity uh, shows you that uh, the TRC was biased in favor of the status quo. And another thing, and I remember this question I put it to uh, the TRC chairperson, uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, that If we are serious about reconciliation, who are we reconciling here? Because as liberation movement, we're infiltrated. What about those people who had infiltrated us? Are they going to be called to come and uh, 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 say full disclosure? And this is what uh, Archbishop Tutu said. He said those people are still active. So therefore they cannot be called to uh, 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 to, to, to tell the truth. Now, lastly, uh, the TRC was very elitist. Uh, if you look at all the venues uh, for public hearings, uh, were not only in the suburbs, but were in the rich suburbs of these countries. Uh, and the rural areas, uh, for instance, what I call the epicenter of the liberation struggle in Puti, a small village uh, in Bazea, uh, in the Transkei, where 17 people were executed, all of them PSE members, uh, in one day. And the youngest was Pegaapazi uh, uh, Wulindela at the age of 18. Now, those people, you go there, they have stories to tell, including some of the things that we don't know that uh, under apartheid. We had concentration camps. Uh, but of course, none of them, uh, in one family, the Vollindela family, uh, six sons were executed in one day. But I don't remember those people being called to uh, to say their stories. I, and you go to uh, Nguavuma in Northern Natal, uh, where people actually disappeared. Others were killed and the, the, their corpses were airlifted. And they were not called upon to tell their story. And it, it was very elitist. So surely, I think South Africa has had enough of the fuss. We don't want a phase two circus.
0: Well, and that's what we're asking this morning on the forum at eight. Does South Africa need another truth and reconciliation commission? Do we need a phase two of the TRC? And of course, we need to ask ourselves more questions around that. What are we hoping to achieve? Uh, Should we say yes, we want to have another round of this? and, and, And are we likely to see a different outcome from what happened the first time around? And if we are trying to avoid what happened the first time around, should we be in agreement with the school of thought that says that it had major shortcomings how should we go about structuring it differently this is what we're talking about this morning our guest uh, Yasmin Suka who uh, was a commissioner at uh, the TRC and she was also a member of the report writing committee for the final TRC report and we also have in our Joburg studios with us Mr. Letlapa Mpahlele uh, who was a former Apla director of operations we're going to the lines now 0891 and And uh, we have Zenzile Khoisan on the line, who was, of course, a TRC investigator. Welcome to the show.
3: Uh,
4: Good morning, Sakina, and Good morning to your guests and listeners. I'd just like to to raise one or two points. One is that South Africa created the TRC as as an instrument of expediency to, to facilitate its transition. And that is where I think the big fault line of the TRC lies. I, I say this because I worked in the TRC and served faithfully as one of these investigators. And when I look at how much information was dug up by the TRC and what actually resulted after the TRC, for instance... The findings and recommendations have not been implemented, particularly those around the security forces. If those findings and recommendations were implemented, Marikana would not have happened, because they go directly to how police conduct themselves in contested terrains. The, the, the second issue is that the TRC files are still sealed. Uh, uh, many of the TRC files, many of the victims cannot get access to their files. So in eastern Germany... Uh, After the Berlin Wall came down, they open up the Stasi files so that people can see who were the perpetrators in 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 the public domain. I say I I would I would I I would venture to say that only about 22 to 25 percent is really known of what happened. The rest of the information is sealed. The issue of the apartheid spies has still not been dealt with. Okay, Mm. uh, and and then that and then when when we go to 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 the, the the matter at hand, the issue of the economic questions. Those issues have to be dealt with in a very serious way because we need to look at certain like banking institutions and how the corporates actually physically, physically participated in the acts of brutality. They, 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 their hand is not is, is not at a distance. In many of the cases that we found, we found that they actually there is a, 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 a contributing role, a direct role of collusion in acts. Of, of, of human rights violations at the end of the day. Now, those banks have never, ever been forced to pay compensation for what they did. And, 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 and the companies who terrorized unionists, who eventually ended up being killed by security police, they have never been called to... Be, and, and the reason that why they haven't been called is because we have a transition where an elite few have been allowed to proceed uh, uh, with, 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 with the former of beneficiaries of a party. And mm. that elite too is in power, in politics and, 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 and in the economy and they prevent a deep drilling of the process of the TRC even though it was flawed. It was still a process that, that threw up information but that information has still not been processed by the society.
0: Alright, thank you so much for your call there, uh, Zenzilia Khoisan, who was a TRC investigator. Let's speak to Ben in Mabupane. Good morning, Ben.
5: Good morning, Sakina. I I appeared at at the Truth Commission on the 29th of April, 1996, the first day of the TRC. Yes? And uh, up to now, uh, we we have not received what we expected um, the TRC to give us, and I don't think it is necessary for the second TRC.
0: Ben, what did you expect from the TRC? What did you expect that, to gain There is an from
5: amount it? that uh, that gentleman spoke about, which was w- w- had to be given to to members of the families who were uh,
2: uh,
5: uh, destroyed by uh, the National Party.
1: Okay. And, uh,
5: and another thing, uh, uh, Eugene Dicock. Mm -hmm. Personally, I feel he should be released because maybe he can come to our rescue because we don't get uh, anybody to do anything for us
0: today. All right, thank you so much uh, Ben for sharing with us this morning and of course we'll continue to take your calls, we'll read uh, some of the messages coming through, Uh, just taking a sneak peek at uh, some of the uh, Twitter messages here Um, Azania Native says the TRC made recommendations that are gathering dust somewhere in the union buildings how would it be different this time around and uh, Guta Nyamela says where do we begin with reconciliation projects, who will lead it because Mandela himself Failed. Those some of the messages coming through. And of course, we'll continue with the discussion after this uh, break. 0891 And you can SMS us on 34701, Twitter, Facebook, AM Live on SAFM, or at Sakina Kamwendo.
4: The Forum at 8 on SAFM.
0: 27 minutes before 9 and time to catch up with Rowena Bird. What's coming up on Morning Talk, Rowena? Good morning, Sakina. Thank you very much. Coming up on Morning Talk today, in the first hour, we're going to talk about uh, Parliament. We'll find out what ch- uh, challenges face this, which is the fifth Parliament in democratic South Africa, and how different this Parliament will be from uh, previ- the previous four. We'll also talk about a crime prevention and drug awareness campaign in the Free State. It's aimed at educating young people about the dangers of drug and crime. On psychological matters today, we'll find out how to stay positive in the midst of negativity that we're confronted with on a daily basis. Now, the South African Democratic Teachers Union is unhappy with the public school calendar and they're proposing longer holidays so that teachers can uh, get the breaks that they deserve. And that's going to be our discussion in the final hour of the the show today. And that's the show. Thank you very much, Sakina thank you so much uh, Rowena and of course uh, lots to sink your teeth into there right now though it is 26 minutes before 9 and we continue with our discussion very interesting discussion this morning here we're talking and asking you rather does South Africa need another Truth and Reconciliation Commission and we are in discussion with Mr. Letlapa Mpatele, who is a former APLA director of operations and also Miss Yasmin Suka who was uh, one of the commissioners at the TRC, as well as a member of the uh, report writing committee who wrote the final TRC report. Now, we've heard from a few of our callers, and we have more callers, Njabulo, Mike, Faisal, I'm going to come to you in just a sec, but I just want to run through some of the uh, messages that came through on Facebook as well as on SMS. This one here from Togozo Njoaha says, there's no need for another TRC, South Africa needs CODESA 3. And then Jeffrey Ngomalo says, we don't need a TRC in South Africa. The only thing we need is for South Africans to embrace each other so that the country can move forward without any of yesterday's garbage. And um, we need to be careful with TRCs. It may end up uh, being focused on the sins of democratic South Africa the last 20 years. That's from Jeffrey Ngomalo in Kwatugusa. And then uh, Staya Tikela Mafilika says, no, it failed, TRC was for a few known people only, and then Ten, uh, Tendani Sibara says, "Morning, another TRC is uh, n- uh, needed in South Africa because there are many people who didn't come forward and disclose their part uh, during those apartheid years at the at the first TRC. So I think it's going to be ideal for a second one to be established." Uh, Mahero Gupta Sathla says. Uh, big no the trc died with dr mandela and andy fandandev says no we don't need uh, another trc we must rather enforce reconciliation in our communities tulani msimang says let's have a commission on big business and their role as it relates to poverty and kolani noche in uh, pe says I cannot say yes or no. However, the previous one did little to achieve what was hoped to be achieved. I never saw my village on TV during the TRC process. It seemed to be in urban centers only, but the struggle and apartheid brutality was everywhere. Should we have another TRC? Let us have economic and land TRC. Human rights could follow these two. And then Derek Malipe says another TRC might help those who have somehow moved forward and had a change of heart because of the disclosure and uh, the happenings of those dark days and maybe some families may know what happened to their relatives but we will not get as much as we expect from these people. I suggest we close that chapter and we move forward but we must never forget what happened Vusmusi Ngumalo says I don't see the best motive of having another TRC. What's going to be different and what difference will it make? And Richard Twist says to all those who said no, you may have already recognized. Others need their reconciliation. Don't be selfish. This is the second phase of transition and we need uh, not leave anything hanging. Government is cleaning this country. And then just a few uh, SMSs quickly. Leon in Cape Town says, implement the findings and recommendations of the first TRC first. If we are going to have a second TRC, let's also focus on all victims, including atrocities committed by top ANC leaders in training camps like Camp Quattro. After all, the great Nelson Mandela himself tried to sell us uh, the idea that all atrocities committed by the ANC in the fighting apartheid were justified no accountability which still persists today and Kosipi in Peter Maritzburg says I agreed with Mr Mpahlele when he said the TRC is a circus victims never get what was promised to them, De Klerk and his company refused to go to the TRC while they perpetuated the crime against humanity, the cowardice played by government must not be left unchallenged and though some of the views coming through very strong sentiments but you know people clearly uh, feeling emotional about this particular matter but let me start with you um, Yasmin just your thoughts and also in response to what was raised before the break by both callers talking about uh, the issue of reparations Zenzile Khoisan who was an investigator with the TRC as well as Ben who appeared before the commission both of them lamenting that issue
2: Yeah, you know, and and I think it's it's a very important one because the TRC was asked to develop a reparations policy and it brought together some of the top economists and social scientists in South Africa to work out what would be an appropriate reparations package. And in fact, we recommended that it look at both the moral and the material. So, you know, we recommended that people be paid the sum of twenty-five thousand rand, but you know, um, over a five-year period, so that would amount to about a hundred and um, you know, fifty thousand rand, um, and this was based. <laughs>
0: Well, apologies there. While Yasmin catches her breath and uh, has uh, some water there to deal with that cough, we're going to take a short spot break. And when we come back, we'll take the callers and we'll also come to Mr. Mpatlele for his uh, views.
6: Find out what they don't teach you in business school as SA's top business gurus use their experience to help 12 businesses around the country to think big.
4: Watch a brand new show unfold with presenters Derek Thomas and Ubuntu Webster. You can watch the trials and tribulations unfold as the 12 business underdogs fight for the 1 million rand prize and the title of the Think Big Champion. So find all the right advice on think big from Thursday 17 July at 9:30. It's new and it's
1: only on three. Letisi Ndlovu and Sidu Media Attorneys is one of the leading black-owned law firms with proficiency in litigation, corporate and tax laws to name just a few. MNS Attorneys specialized knowledge gives corporate and government clients tailored legal solutions all under one roof. To simplify your legal needs, give us a call on 011-268-5225. MNS Attorneys, legal expertise in your corner.
0: We know you love good live music, yet you don't always have time to go out to shows. We say parks and clubs are not the only places where you can get your groove on to your favorite artists on stage. All you need is your TV set, couch, remote control, and maybe a blankie. Catch
2: Afro Café every Wednesday at 10pm as we celebrate 20 years of the best
0: South African jazz, Afropop, soul and all your other favourite genres. Hear it, feel it, live it early on scbc 2. Hi Mark. Hi
6: Stephen great news. Remember how nervous you were about investing offshore? Well, your investment with Momentum has done great.
0: That global growth allocator where Momentum retrofits your investment after five years to whichever markets had performed best?
6: Yes, and you received that booster of 20% on your growth while your capital was guaranteed throughout.
0: That's brilliant.
6: Invest with Momentum today. Phone your financial advisor or visit momentum.co.za. We're a division of the MMI Group Limited, Northrise Financial Services and Credit Provider. T's and C's apply.
4: The Forum at 8 on SAFM.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in on The Forum at 8 this morning. We are asking, does South Africa need another Truth and Reconciliation Commission? And I'm sure we have Yasmin back. But before we go to our panel, uh, let me just take the call as we've been holding on for a while. And thanks so much for your patience, all of you. Let me start with Njabulo. Good morning.
5: Good morning, you? Well, and you, Njabulo?
0: I'm
5: well, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. And um, just a quick one for myself. For so us to be able to answer the question of whether or not we need another PRC phase, it will be based on two things. One, whether or not the first process was successful. And if what your your guests are saying there is anything to go by, there was failures on both sides, both the process of the charity and the non-implementation of the recommendations of the charity So if, if, if that is anything to go by, I don't think this is is necessary. The second point is if the issues that are are engulfing the society now are relevant for a TRP process. And if I'm gathering from what Yasmin is saying, those issues necessitate a process that is different from a TRP process. People are are speaking about economic protesters and and, and so on. And I think those those issues are are, are relevant for for such processes. Thanks, Thanks.
0: Thank you you. you so much, Njabulo. Uh, Let's speak to Mike in Middleburg. Good morning, Mike.
7: Morning, Sakina, and thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Yeah, I think first and foremost, uh, let us be appraised about the successes and the failures of the FFTRC so that we can move from the position of knowledge because we'll know the shortcomings and the strengths. Then from there, we should determine a body that can come into being that will look into matters which were never addressed. For an example, you have one one Shvalush and life Debbie Lewis being prepared to rot in prison without really disclosing um what was not disclosed. So my view we should do that and then we'll have a way forward. And probably there are those uh, uh agent provocateurs who might come forward willingly to disclose what we wanted to hear because the assassination of comrade chris Arnie to this date we don't know and you have Janus Valous and wife debbie lewis wanting a parole knowing very well that uh, there's so much that was not disclosed that is my submission
0: Thank you so much, Mike. And, uh, Faisal, you're calling us from Mayfair. Idmu Mubarak, good morning.
6: Hi, Sakina. So uh, Idmu Mubarak to you as well, actually. Uh, Sakina, so, so what I want to say is that, uh, you know, I think you both your guests are living in the past. Uh, I, yes, I agree that uh, the, the TRC was uh, a useless uh, farce. Uh, it was akin to a, 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 a massive confession and High Priest Bishop Tutu dishing out forgiveness. But, uh, but it's not too late to, you know, to, to undergo Prosecutions of that particular of apartheid uh, human rights abuses, and if our government hasn't got the guts to do it, then let's call the International Court The Hague to be able to uh, prosecute those people responsible for those apartheid uh, human rights abuses. But uh, but you know the idea of going back to the past and trying to fix up the past is absolutely uh, you know I I I think you you're going to get nothing out of that. You know what I my suggest uh, suggestion to both you guys is use our constitution. You know it, it it has. The ability to be able to correct all those, all those, and able to give human rights to this, uh, to uh, to the people that the, the victims of of apartheid. Why didn't we just move on? Move on. And be able to use our constitution in in, a, in the present sense.
0: Okay, thanks so much, Faisal. Some tweets coming through and SMSs as well. Let's start with the SMSs. Muso says we adopted a sunset clause at CODESA. We need to evaluate the impact and chat about the future. And Tommy Enkandla says yes, uh, for sure we need another TRC. The oppressed are still not enjoying the fruits of freedom entirely. And Terence and Kimberly says there are so many unsolved mysteries, uh, especially what happened to the bodies of the victims that were torched in the apartheid era. So I I, I suppose, Terence, you are saying perhaps there is a need for a a second phase. Younger in the Eastern Cape says the TRC was just another scheme by the ANC to fool the black majority while protecting their white bosses and uh, this unsigned one says perhaps we should have a commission to look into the billions that has gone into the pockets of individuals instead of the poor. TD uh, says uh, no uh, TRC Lie again. ANC should liberate sold liberation gains and the PAC through compromise negotiations with apartheid leaders uh, through secret talks. The same TRC betrayed the PAC and APLA. Question mark. Msisi says we don't need a second TRC. We need to arrest those who were involved. And then, uh, Anne in the Western Cape says pay the reparations for the TRC, uh, number one, uh, once off tax for all business and then deal with corruption now. And uh, just uh, some of the Twitter messages. Sipo Kosa says, uh, it looks and sounds like our government still needs more time to deal with the recommendations of the TRC, not another TRC. And then uh, by African says, you cannot reconcile uh, reconcile or forgive people who don't believe they were wrong in the first place. Reparations will do. And then Mvuzo says, uh, the TRC was a waste of time, money, and without telling the truth, how do you expect people to reconcile. Land, bread and shelter now in capital letters. Tautona says the TRC process was flawed. The apartheid generals have never appeared. Why? As for FW and Malan, the lease said the better. And Njabulom Mtobeni says, I remember the tears that were shed by men and women in the first TRC. Having phase two might be torture for some families. And those some of the messages coming through. Now, I want to give our uh, panel an opportunity to respond because we've raised quite um, you know, a, a myriad of issues on this right now. Let me start with you, Mr. Mpatlele.
1: Well, one of the callers referred to the continuation of the imprisonment of Abla Kedas, which is a fact uh, we still have people like Kenny Muzamai who was a saving Abla underground and he was sentenced to death I think initially and his sentence was committed to life imprisonment and as I'm speaking to you now he's still in prison and of course he's not alone scores of Abla Kedas are still in prison and some of them appeared before the TRC, and some of their operations according to the TRC, were pardonable but others were not because they said there was robbery involved in them. Now this is another difference of truth as seen by the oppressor and the oppressed because when we were in the struggle we could not go to a bank and say we're asking for an overdraft to sponsor our operations. So we had a repossession unit and we called that unit a repossession, not a robbery unit. And of course uh, the reason why Kirimzama is still in prison is because what we saw as repossession, uh, the regime saw it as a, a robbery and of course the TRC too saw it as, as robbery. Now Twenty years down the line, we say we are enjoying freedom, yet we have freedom fighters still languishing in prison. Actually, the reason why I refuse to you know appear before the TLC Actually, I even prefer the courts you know to to, to try me instead of being tried by the sickers is that it's not true that the freedom fighters and the servants of apartheid regime were treated on, on par. The truth is that the TRC was biased against the Freedom Fighters because they were not provided adequate uh, or or, or effective uh, legal team, etc. Now, uh, uh, another weakness uh, about the TRC, that's why I I don't uh, support its return, is that a gross violation uh, of human rights it has four categories, murder, attempted murder, abduction, and torture. Now, you ask yourself, where do you classify a Bantu education? As far as I'm concerned, it was a violation of human rights. Where do you classify a oppression and exploitation of, of, of the workers? Because those people who were taken to the mines, if they can relate their, sto- their stories to you, they were stripped naked, and they would spend the whole day naked. Uh, and they were humiliated, which means the big business was involved in humiliating our people, which was a violation of human rights. And all these things uh, were were, were not considered uh, by the TRC. Now on the question of reparation, we always talk about reparation, recommendations made by the TRC. I don't think there's a reparation that is greater than the return of the land to its indigenous owners. Because we, we seem to be skating the land, question. We, we seem to be skating uh, the, the, the economy of this country. The indigenous African people own less than 5% of all listed property at uh, Johannesburg Stock Exchange. Now, is that reconciliation? Uh, we, we own, uh, actually, even the land that we say we own is not farmable. Uh, it has poor uh, rainfall. I don't want to talk about manufacturing, banking sector, uh, 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 technology, etc. So f- for me, if we are serious, instead of saying uh, we must go the TRC route, we must just go for good governance. And it's a pity that even if we were to support the return of a TRC, uh, those people who were calling for probe, uh, arms probe, today they regret because they were served with it, watered down you know diluted version of our arms probe so if we are serious really uh, I, I i think we must address uh, the wrongs of the past i don't uh, agree with a uh, faisal from mayfair who says we we, we should not uh, we should disregard the past if we want to fix uh, the present for instance if you don't know the history of a disease uh, how can you treat it uh, it, it really, we need the past. That's why we want to correct the past. But as for Njabulo, I think Jabul is spot on. The processes and the implementation were 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 were, 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 were faulty, or, or we we failed them. And in a nutshell, uh, we, we we must move forward. But by moving forward, we must address the economy uh, or the plight of the indigenous people. Because now we're living in a status quo where the exploited we mean they exploited
0: yes Suka? thank you um you
2: know i'm not going to address all of the issues that um raised, but i think there needs to be a lot more honesty about the pac's reflection about its role during the past but i want to focus on i think three issues the question of reparations for victims because i think that um you know without having reparations and without dealing with the process of justice that should have followed with the recommendations of the Commission, we're never going to build a foundation for reconciliation. The Truth Commission made a number of recommendations around reparations, which took into account both what individual victims had suffered and their families, but also communities. The government, of course, chose not to follow that through, and in fact only paid out a small amount of the amount that was recommended. And since 2003, With victims groups, we have been fighting for the government to pay out the balance of the money in the President Fund in the form of community reparations. So I think that if the government paid attention to that, that would be a serious step forward. I think the second one is opening the list of victims because the only victims who are currently considered are those who actually made statements to the Commission. And we know, of course, that you can't confine the time period in which people speak mm. um, and so you know that's an issue that needs to be looked at. The third very important issue and one which we have been fighting since 2003 is the question of prosecutions. The TRC legislation and we have to accept that this is flawed, it came out of a compromise. Without the TRC legislation we would not have been able to go to elections, we would not have in fact, even the political freedom that we have today. So having said that, we have to accept that what the, what the legislation said is the following. If you don't apply for amnesty or if you are refused amnesty, the law will follow its course. And I think a key question that needs to be put to the National Prosecutorial Authority is why to date we have only had one prosecution and that of somebody who belonged to the UDF. We have had, I think infamous plea bargains which allowed people like adrian flock to plea bargain and a year later then to ask for pardons and i think that's another issue people should be aware of that victims have fought to ensure that the pardons process is not used as another opportunity for amnesty because there has been an attempt to do that the one other issue I think which needs to be dealt with is the question of access to archives and I think it was Zenzile Korsan who made the point that um, you know, the STASI files have been opened um, you know, after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Um, And when we look at this question of the right to truth, it includes the right to access the archives, and Mm. this remains, I think, a problem. I think that what, what I will not accept is if someone says that the TRC was a complete waste of time, quite frankly, without it, we would not have, I think, the basis on which we can have many of the discussions we have today. Um, I do think it followed perhaps to literally its mandate, which was to focus on civil and political rights violations and that it should have had hearings on the socioeconomic rights violations, which is what we are grappling with today. But having said that, I think there were lots of other institutions at the time which were set up to look at these questions. The land commission was set up at the same time as the truth commission. And in fact, if we look at where we are now, the government is proposing to open that process again. We also had the reconstruction and development program, which was really meant to look at the economic questions which communities were in fact grappling with, but that program fell away. So in a sense what the TRC became labored with is the expectations of people on all fronts. But having said that, I think there are two groups of people in institutions which we have not really dealt with. The one is the beneficiaries, the average South African who voted the National Party into power in successive elections without asking questions about the unjust policy which the world declared a crime against humanity. And they have never committed to participating Mm. in a reparations process. And then, of course, the TRC raised the question of the role of business in the exploitation of people, and I think that the question of mining The question of um, the unjust way in which the state was in fact supported by business when it profiteered the question of sanctions busting all of those issues need to come to the fore and we need to have business sit at the table where we begin to talk about the impact that has had given that most of these companies have now moved their headquarters to
0: other Mm. stuff yes just hold on there I just want to speak to Earl very quickly in class Earl. good morning
3: Good morning. Uh, I'm going to make it very brief due to time. Uh, I've just completed a book entitled "20 Years Post-Democracy: As Reconciliation Failed," and reconciliation has failed because we have not accepted the changes that has taken place in South Africa with through with true humanity, uh, in, in a sense of complete forgiveness and repentance from both the oppressors and the oppressed another problem also that we are experiencing in south africa is that whilst the past will always remain extremely important in terms of us moving forward we need to adopt a new agenda especially amongst the youth of this country who are the so-called future leaders to find out what would be important for them to take south africa forward
0: Okay, thank you so much Earl and of course um, as Njabulo says on Twitter we could go on for another three hours but unfortunately we are out of time on the show right now but uh, I hope that got you thinking, you know uh, this question that we posed this morning do we need another TRC as uh, South Africa and what will it deliver and thanks so much to our guests this morning Mr. Litla Pamparlele as well as Ms. Yasmin Suka and of course to you for your fantastic participation as always and to our production Thanks for making sure it went out loud and clear. And we'll be back with you tomorrow, same time, 6 to 9 a.m.